Nice job this week for homecoming seniors. Let's go. You guys are looking great. All right. And uh, I just want to throw this I missed it, so I don't know in the room. I, I heard one name, but I kind of missed who was out on the field with homecoming court. But I went to school here. We had homecoming court. If it was you in the room, congrats. Right? Oh, okay. Well, I just I say this every year on the weekend of it. Um, I didn't make homecoming court. And you know what? I had a choice. I had a choice to resent that or celebrate those who did. Does that make sense? And I think I just want to call it what it is, right? Like, there's so many people who can make that court. There's been parent meetings to end it because that's not fair. Right? We're picking these kids. And what about my child? And like, uh, yeah, yes. Right? I will say this. I appreciate it for at least this reason. Is we, it's honor is really good to do. It's important to honor. But we've got freshmen, sophomores, and juniors who are watching us, watching you guys. I think, I don't know the names, so I have to be careful. But I'm, I mean, this is a great crowd, so I'm probably pretty safe. But I, I, I think it's healthy on some level to say, hey, freshmen, sophomores, and juniors, these, these are people who we see represent Christ well. They represent what we're trying to do here well. They're doing their best on the journey. And so they, we're going to hold them out here for you to look at as you're growing up. I think that's a good thing to do. Does that make sense? I think that's healthy and appropriate. And it probably could have been another different six or 12 of others. Fair enough, right? I will also say this. I distinctly remember not getting picked and God working in me for that. Why did I get, why didn't I get picked? Were there good reasons? Was it me having to learn to celebrate others? Was it a chance for me to not inflate my ego even more? <laughs> right, sorry, that's me, <laughs> my journey. Right? Like, yeah, probably, thank you God for not doing it, right, on some level, does that make sense? Um, I think there's also a burden of responsibility for those who did get picked, right? There's this like, yeah, I'm on camera and everybody's staring and I did get picked. And so, but that's also its own lesson, having to navigate that with humility and grace and integrity. And, uh, you know, nobody's perfect, but also being celebrated is something that can be hard to carry as well. I could talk and talk and talk. I just wanted to, like, get something out there and say congrats. And let's make, let's keep it a positive thing and let's encourage each other. And whatever God did for you today in this, I think it's a learning opportunity and a chance for honor and respect and celebrating. Is that fair? Go team? So I like to at least talk about it. I, I think it's kind of cool. I voted that we keep it for, I just shared some reasons. Um, but I also think this is something too, is don't make it bigger than it is, right? But let's not underscore it either. Fair enough. And let's move on to 12th night, yeah? Uh, today with 12th night, we're going to look at act four. I'm going to show the clip. We're going to give you a chance in groups to discuss. And then we're going to large group discussion. And if that takes the whole period, great. If we end early, we'll give you some chance to you know, finish the homework. I think about half of you got it done for today. Nice job. It's a busy week, so we're, fi we're fine. And so if you didn't get it done, you can get it done before the end of the class. Um, but that sets us up. Just logistically for Monday. Monday will be an in-class reading day with a handout from a bunch of critics who have 
uh, critiqued Twelfth Night over the past 400 years. So it's kind of fun. You'll see 400 years of literary criticism, just the, the thesis statements, just their quotes. So I'm going to give you a class period to read that, which will prime the engine for us to finish the play on Tuesday. Okay? So the homework for Act 5 is just to read it. You don't have to post anything. At this point, if you're not going to read it, you're missing out. The ending is amazing. So read Act 5. Just come ready. Some of you might actually not want to read it before Tuesday just so you can watch the ending. I'm fine with that. We're good. Fair? Are we all good logistically? Logistically. Cheers. All right. Let me just pray for, uh, pray for us, and uh, we'll, we'll dive in. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for this amazing weather. Thank you for homecoming week. And we were able to just celebrate and dress up and have some fun and honor some people and play some games and kind of even just be silly a little bit and eat some tasty treats. Thanks that we get to do that as a school and as a community. Pray that you bless those who have been selected. Um, for the court, that you would uh, encourage them and that they would be encouraged to continue on their journey and give them uh, grace and humility and also confidence as they navigate that. And the, those who didn't, that you would encourage them as well and that you've got a plan and you've got this worked out. Bless us with Twelfth Night as we talk about these topics. These if Act 4 is crazy. <laughs> and so just continue to bless. Thank you for second period. Bless our conversation and uh, that we get to be together and do this. Such a privilege. Thank you for that. Pray all this in your name and in the power of your spirit. Amen. Cool. Well, the other two classes voted that I just jump into the movie versus talk about it. So if you already not, I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, fine. We got it. So before we do that, let me just make sure we're all aligned. Right? Antonio hops over the fence and he, you know, this young gentleman is on a fence. I take the fall on me and then they duke it out and then we have Antonio getting arrested and we already talked about Antonio. Yes? So, Act 3 ends with these guys egging Andrew on to go punch who? Who was he challenged? Yeah, who did he challenge to the duel? Okay. <laughs> Those of you who read it, did we catch what's going on? Hey, you mean you missed your chance to impress because she didn't even see you. So go follow Cesario and then punch him in the face so Olivia can see you beat him up, right? <laughs> Sebastian is wandering around town and lands himself where? At Olivia's house. And this is all taking place where? And Andrew's going to go punch who? Who looks, who's going who's gonna to go punch Cesario, who looks like, did we all connect? Yes, we're good? Okay, good. Just making sure. I don't want to be like, what's going on? Um, so I'll stop talking, and we'll start playing the movie. All right? Boy, more a coward than a hare. Leaving his friend here in necessity and denying the coward. Must you bow, coward? Religious in it. Slave. I'll after him again and face him. You do cuff him soundly. But never draw my sword. Yeah, right. I do not. I Funny joke, right? Okay. Page one eighty-eight. 
Act four. No, I do not know you. Scene one. No, I am not sent you by my lady. No, your name is not Master Cesario. No, <laughs> this is not uh, my nose, neither. Nothing that is so is so. Catch it? Nothing that is so is so, right? So that sets up our act four. I'll try not to stop it a ton, once or twice, right? Foolish freak. Vent my folly somewhere else. I know it's not me. Vent my folly? Tell me, what shall I vent to my lady? Shall I vent to her that thou art from There's money for thee. <laughs> Remember Cesario did that? Viola did if that same thing. any longer, I shall give you worse payment. Huh? Oh, I trust. I passed it over. Alright, who does Andrew think it is? <laughs> oh no. There's for you. What? Imagine being Sebastian. <laughs> How's it going for the drunken fool? Not good for Toby, right? Look at her. What? Oh, Toby! All my life, I charge thee! Okay, guys, pretend you're Sebastian. Ungracious wretch, fetch with the mountains and the barbarous caves, where manners ne'er were preached out of my sight. Ooh. Be not offended, dear Cesare. Look at him. gone? Ooh, how'd it go? Oh, gentle friend, go with me to the house and hear thou there how many fruitless pranks this ruffian hath botched up. That thou thereby may smile at this. Thou shalt not choose but go, do not deny. Okay, guys, just just real quick. You're in a shipwreck, you lost almost everything, you're in a new place, you don't have a job, you don't have your boat, you don't really know anybody. You go visit this girl's house. She's gorgeous and she rich and she says, come on inside. What do you say? Sure, yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right? Like, weird. But can you see why he's saying yes? Like, um, uh, you're weird, but sure. Also, he like just shows up on the property and someone punches him in the face. What's up with that? <laughs> right? So, yeah, act four. Remember act four, we get twists. Intrigue, action, plenty of it. What relish is in this? How runs the stream? Or I'm mad. <laughs> or else this is a dream. <laughs> Don't fancy still my sense in leafy steep. It'd be thus to dream. Still let me sleep. Make calm, my pretty. Would thou be ruled by me? <laughs> Madam? I will. Who does she think it is? She's been trying to get Cesario the whole time, right? Look at Festy. What? <laughs> He's like, what's going on? And she's hoping that Sebastian's alive. Proof, 
So she finally got her Cesario. Yeah. Uh oh. Did you catch that line? Oh my goodness! Everybody go there. Everybody. Uh, nobody's zooming today, but if you're on podcast, at least go here or whatever, right? Page 192, Act 4, Scene 2, Line 4. Everybody. Yes? Oh my gosh. Did he just say this? I wish I was the first fool to ever dress up as a priest. Uh, yes, did it click? I wish I was the first fool to ever dress up as a pastor and make someone go insane. <laughs> did you guys get the line? Oh my gosh, Shakespeare. I mean, Festy. I mean, uh, right? Woo, how are we doing? Now did we catch the line? Oh boy. How about we talk about that later? But we can't miss that line, right? Like that is huge. Now, if you don't know what's going on, drunk Toby is paying Festy to pretend to be a priest to help Malvolio, who's crazy. But really, they're trying to make him what? Go crazy. Go crazy. Watch Toby. I, I like how they set up Toby in this one. He's totally drunk, and he sits down like he's watching YouTube. You know, like, oh. Man, it's just entertainment for him. But you're going to hear Malvolio say, it's dark. It's as dark as hell. And Festy, as the priest, is like, no, no, there's like sunbeams coming in. It's really bright in there. Do we catch it? You're totally messing with him. Yeah? Which, now we have to discuss this, too. A lot of you were liking Festy, weren't you? Do we still like him? What do we do now? All right? Shakespeare's classic complex character. Keep going. That's attractive, right? Oh, bless you, Master Parson. Let's see it. Sir Toby, for as the old hermit of Prague, who never saw pen and ink, very wittily said to a niece of King Gorbido, that it is his, so I be Master Parson. And Master Parson, what is that about? There's truly a Master Topaz. Another disguise, by the way. Another one. Look at that. Oh, he's in this prison. Who calls that? Master Topaz, the curate, who comes to visit Malvolio, the lunatic. Mm. Good Master Topaz, go to my lady. Out hyperbolical fiend, talks to nothing but of ladies. The knave counterfeits well. Good Master Funny, Topaz, huh? do not think I am mad. They have laid me here in hideous darkness. Say so, this house is dark. As hell, Master Topaz. Why, it hath bay windows. Transparent as barricados in the clear stories to the south north or as lustrous as everything. I am not mad. <laughs> what's happening inside the house, right? That's outside and what's going to making out on the couch inside the house, right? <laughs> Shakespeare. <laughs> but what's he wondering? He's like, am I, am I crazy? <laughs> Am I in a dream? This is the air. <laughs> that is the glorious sun. This pulse you gave me. 
I do feel it. I can see it. Yeah, that this accident and flood of fortune so far exceed all incidents, all this cause that I'm ready to distrust my eyes and wrangle with my reason that persuades me to any other trust. But I am mad. I am mad. with my niece. I cannot pursue it with any safety. This is what every girl wants, right, ladies? Come by and by to my chamber. Come to my bedroom. Like, let's go for it right now. And she what? We'll talk about it later. But we just time out. Let me plant the seed for discussion. He's totally drunk. Come on up to the bedroom. Let's go for it, right? And those of you who read, they end up getting married. So we got to ask, in Renaissance England, why might Maria do this? And I'm not picking on the girls. This can go guys as well, but just for sake of argument. Ladies, is this what we want? Does anybody in the room want this when you're in college? Like, no, right? We see it. We don't want it. I would even, like, guys, you want that? No. And that, I'm not saying this to be prophetic. I'm not saying this to shame or guilt. But what's so sad for me as a teacher now 20 years in, I've taught this lesson for 20 years at Wheaton Academy. Has anybody raised their hand and say, yeah, Dominguez, I, I'm looking forward to that kind of relationship in college. Does anybody say that? No. But does it happen with Wheaton Academy students? I've never taught in this room, so not these chairs, but the ones down the hall, they'll sit in those chairs for this lesson, they'll say they don't want it, and then three years later, they're in it. That's, I think, worth talking about for a little bit, right? Fair enough? Um, the other question is, what do we do with Malvolio locked in this dark house? Is, does he deserve it? The answer is no. Does he deserve it? Well, no. But how did that happen? Whose fault is this? Well, he is a victim, but could he have prevented it? Like, see what's going on there? I think there's something in that. Um, the way that I'll frame this is whenever I watch this live, I'm always intrigued by how much laughter there is in this scene. Because are there people at the theater who are laughing? They actually think it's funny, right? Is this funny? I mean, yeah. Although when you overlay it with the, the Sebastian Olivia thing, you're like, what the heck? Sorry, we're messing with the emotions today, right? Keep going. Woo. Oh. 
Now he's taking off his thing and now he's festy again, right? Right here. He's like, and maybe she's crazy, but is she crazy? Who is crazy in these seats? There's something in that is deceivable. There we go. Did anybody expect this in Act 4 of Twelfth Night? Now go with me and with this holy man into the chantry by. There before him, plight me the full assurance of that my most jealous and too doubtful soul may live at peace. He shall conceal it whilst you're willing. It shall come to note. What do you say? That's the real priest. I'll follow this good man and go with you. And having sworn truth, ever will be true. What? Well, yeah, sworn truth. I'll always be true. You just got to keep calling me who? Cesario, <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, thank you for laughing, right? Like, oh my gosh. Does this, I mean, pulling this off the screen into life is a little tricky unless you add in Las Vegas, right? Like, does this actually happen? But what's the key here? What's happening here? She's marrying who? Does she know that? So we're marrying someone we don't know. Someone who's lying. Does that maybe ring more of a bell, right? When you're engaged, do you tell the person you engaged to everything about you? Hold nothing back? Kind of like, I hope so. Because it's awkward when you're, you know, I'm 50, you know, I've been married 20 years now and I get phone calls from friends who are 15, 18 years into their marriage. Um, my husband just told me this, I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't pray for you. Like, oh my gosh. Right? Like, does that happen? Where people hide things before they get married. Now, this is a little ridiculous, or maybe a lot ridiculous, but do you see the concept here? He's lying to her just to get into the wedding. But also, if she's marrying someone she doesn't know. Does that happen? Keep going. If you want the song, uh, the song is really weird. Another song. It's Twelfth Night. Music, right? Page 197. And you have Festy singing this weird song about the devil. <laughs> what the heck is that? I don't even have a song to compare, so sorry. Tell me, true. Are you not that indeed? Or do you but count to be? Nay. I'll ne'er believe a madman till I see his brains. Obviously ah! lights and paper and inks. I requite it in the highest degree. I am gone, sir, and I 
and a monster, I'll be with you again. In a trice like to the old vice, your need to sustain. Who with dagger of love in his rage <laughs> and his wrath cries a heart to the devil. Like a mad lad, pair thy nails, dad, and you good man, devil. And that one we find out later, but that's happening during Act 4. Oh. Act 5. There we go. Alright, how are we doing with Act 4? By the way, is this feeling like a comedy? Is that a little weird? Now, is it still a comedy? Yes, but could this go really bad? It kind of almost feels like it is. Does that make sense? So we have all this deception, all of these lies, all these tricks, all this bullying. Malvolio's trapped. Shakespeare has 20 minutes. I think it's 22 minutes to land this. Can you do it? Yeah. Okay, good. All right, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Yeah, if, if all the deception and all the lies are creating this chaos, can you kind of guess what is needed in these last 20 minutes? Yeah, we'll, we need will. But if deception and lies are causing this, what do we need? Yeah. Truth. What was that? Well, we need that. So we need Sebastian and Viola to me. We need them on stage together. We need the truth to come out, right? But we also, since it's a comedy, we got to have the truth come out without anybody dying, right? So I was like, oh my gosh. Go Shakespeare? Go Shakespeare. All right, let's go. You had a thought. We need like summer Yeah, we do. We need something. We can't just leave it. I mean, if we just ended the play with him in there, does that work? No, so we need some resolution for his character. It doesn't have to be all, it doesn't have to be all cherries and roses for Malvolio to, for us to have resolution, but we can't leave him there. That won't work. Whew. Okay, so anybody have any questions about what we just saw, just generally speaking? Like, do we know what happened? Yeah. Wait, why is Malvolio like locked in there? Yeah, well, and actually, I, I love that. Like, why are they doing this to him? Yeah, so Olivia said, ah, he's crazy. Somebody watch over him. Oh, sweet. Who's the somebody? Toby? And so what did Toby do with Malvolio? Locked him in there. But ready, we had that. What does this movie portray is the, bless you, the main motivation. It's just what for him? Enter, entertainment, right? It's just like, oh, I'm going to you know, grab the beer or the alcohol and some crackers and watch this because I don't have YouTube. I'll just watch it. Right? So that, that is an interesting motivation. Right? The, uh, the, the deeper motivation, which could be its own paper or a lot of other things, is like we've got a, quote, villain here. Maybe Malvolio's the villain. Maybe Toby's the villain. Maybe Maria's the villain. But villains need to be motivated by something, <laughs> generally speaking. Yeah, so what's motivating them to do this to Malvolio? It's a great question. Yeah. All right, well, I want to give you guys some time to chat amongst yourselves briefly rather than just diving completely in. 
I think that could be fruitful. Plus that I'm not driving the bus as much. All right, so I have a couple questions, like three questions to at least discuss for maybe 10 or 15 minutes in a smaller group. Who is mad? Not, not like angry mad. I mean, you could do that, but mad like Mad Hatter mad, like crazy. Who's crazy in this? And you might want to even tell, like, what does crazy mean at this point in the play? So who's crazy? Um, Maria and Toby, I just brought that up. What's going on there? I loved uh, first period asked a question that rarely gets asked. Why is Toby marrying Maria? <laughs> so what's his motivation to marry her? Why is he that? But what, what's going on with Maria? Renaissance, why might she do it? 2020, why do girls and guys do it still? So that's, I think, a legit question here. True love always, right? Um, Olivia and Sebastian, how did that happen? What caused that? They just got married, right? By the way, did we see the action and the intrigue and the twists in Act 4? All over the place. So that's all there. We don't have to have this conversation now. We can do it later. But another thing to bring up is Malvolio as a victim, right? Like, why did they do this to Malvolio? Is it, you know, was it his fault? Did he bring it on himself? Who are the, who are the, the, you know, the perpetrators here, and what cause do they have to do this, and what do we do with that? We already discussed, I'm just going to say it's not funny, right? But what's going on with that? What, so a classic scenario is in college, right? You do a prank, and then they got to do what to you? Out-prank you, and then you got to do what? And so is this, a, is this a matter of just one-upping ourselves all the way through the play? Well, that, you got to be careful with those things, don't you? <laughs> right? So we good? I want to put on some tunes. It's 1147. Yes? And how long do we have in this class? Oh, we got time. This is good. So it's 1147 right now. How about at noon, we kind of regather and we'll chat for a little while and just we'll chat as long or short as we do. And then when we're done chatting about this stuff, you'll have time to read or whatever we need to do until class is done. Does that work? Okay, so we gotta stay socially distanced and we gotta keep the masks on, um, but I'm okay with you guys clumping. You can either go in your groups if you want with your theme or just find a crew to connect with. Um, remember our community code, we're gonna love each other and honor each other and include, right? So I'd like it to be two minimum Three or four, kind of max. If it gets into five, just like amoeba and split yourself up, okay? So, we got it? Ready, set, go? Everybody know what we're doing? Yeah. Go, bring your, get your books out, talk about quotes, and then we'll come back and talk together. All right, let's pull it back in. Find your spot, pull out your book. All right. Okay, so this should be a good time to take notes. Please check your book out. And uh, let's just open it up for some open discussion. And like I said, I've been driving it a bit. I don't mind doing that. I'm the teacher. But what are some of your thoughts? What are you guys thinking? What are you finding? What do you come up with in your groups? Yeah, what do you got? Well, kind of talking about like Olivia's fashion. It's it's kind of weird, like because 
I feel like if they were honest with each other, they'd still probably eventually get married. <laughs> but like, since they weren't, it's just there's a lot of like truth that needs to be uncovered. Yeah. Like, if we'll do this on Tuesday next week. We're going to compare the marriages. Can it work? They can make it work, but oh my. <laughs> it's a big risk, isn't it? Yeah, and I like how you said passion. She's coming across pretty desperate, isn't she? So we're seeing some of that. Yes, Miss Trot. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that she could fall in love with him that bad, or her that bad. Yeah. I think she can fall in love with her brother even quicker. <laughs> so fair enough, but yeah, there's not a lot of connection in convo here, right? At least not enough to find out that that's not his name, <laughs> right? So, ironically, yeah, you had a thought. Um, well, it's not about Olivia. That's okay. We're just opening it up. With like the whole who's mad and Maria. Yeah. Yeah. Time yeah. Well, the uncle of, like, the rich yeah. Olivia. But, like, I just don't, I don't like, I don't ship it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, so let's give it up right there. And thanks for sharing. I appreciate that, too. It's tricky because we're laughing at him in the garden and the yellow socks. Like, come on. But this? Ah, yeah. Can you see what Shakespeare's doing with us almost? Is getting us in there saying, oh, well, wait, 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 too far, right? And so there you go. Uh, question about Toby. Yeah, crazy, right? I will say this. Can you, C.S. Lewis wrote an article saying that one of the reasons why we have an English class, why we study literature, is to help develop healthy affection, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? So we're kind of supposed to hate Ursula in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> and so when my daughter doesn't like Ursula, I'm like, good, <laughs> you're not supposed to. So we sense a little bit of that, like, yeah, I don't, anybody else, like, I, I really don't like Toby. Like, anyway, that, that's okay. Like, we're, we're not supposed to, fair enough. It's like Lord of the Flies. I used to teach that to the sophomores. They're like, I hate this book. I'm like, good, you're not supposed to like it. <laughs> These kids are killing each other on an island. Like, who likes that book? Part of it, I even said once, you might be a little weird if you do like it, you know, like, fair enough. So, yeah? Is that, yeah? Other thoughts? This is great. What, who else? Yeah, what do you got? Uh, we were saying how kind of everybody's blinded by their feelings for mm. each other and, like, how that kind of acts as just another wall of disguise. Like, yeah. a li like, it's obvious that Sebastian will have a different voice. And, like, <laughs> even in the movie, we were like, he's taller than He's now. taller like, with... What, what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Like, Who's heard the quote, love is blind? <laughs> okay, well, maybe we're seeing some of that here. But yeah, that, well, and that, that's where I would throw this out there. Is anybody catching the language in this about, am I mad? Am I crazy? Am I dreaming? What's really real? But then you get this sense like, 
what is crazy? What does it mean to be crazy? Well, maybe you're not in touch with reality. Well, how in touch with reality is she in these scenes? You know, like, ah, yeah. So Shakespeare's definitely pressing those things together for us to have to process. Pressing to process, huh? Oh, there you go. Anyway, yes, what do you got? They're all crazy, right? There's no rationale, there's no good judgment, there's no self-control. Like, Olivia obviously isn't, you know, is like obsessed with Cesario. Yeah. Sebastian isn't telling her the truth about himself. Maria and Toby are getting married, and they're also putting uh, what is it called? Malvolio in like that little bar or whatever. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Right? To go Shakespeare. <laughs> right? Like, that would make for a great paper. Everybody's crazy. <laughs> right? Like, maybe you are. There's one that critic that you'll read on Monday who says that everybody's wearing a mask. And you're like, oh, wait a second. You know, everybody's crazy. There's a, there is a quote that says, everybody's to one degree or another insane. And the question is, is it the good kind of insanity, like Jesus? <laughs> or is it the not so good kind of insanity, like uh, Toby, right? So a couple other thoughts. Yeah, what do you guys have? Is, is this a comedy? Oh, yeah. So this is a comedy, right? If it's a comedy, then are the tragedies even worse? Oh, gosh. Well, but what you guys are catching, right? When you hear the word comedy, you're like thinking Will Ferrell and Elf, right? Which, actually, could that have gone south? Greatest movie of all time. Man, that could have gone south. That could have gone really bad, right? <laughs> when he's singing in the boardroom, you're like, oh my gosh. Right? But, it, but no one dies. And at the end, there's even a wedding. Oh my gosh, it is a comedy, right? This is a comedy. Just because it's a comedy, yeah, we're laughing our way through it. It's Shakespeare, so he's getting us to think about it. It's really complex. The characters are complex. So Shakespeare, 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 Shakespeare. But has anybody died yet? But could some people end up dead here? Oh yeah, right? Like we could. So that's what he's got to resolve in 20 minutes, right? Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So that yeah, it's a comedy, but it's just a literary definition of comedy, especially at this point. Midsummer Night's Dream, you're kind of laughing your way through it, right? Yeah, that's just almost more silly slapstick. This is what they would call uh, this isn't officially a dark comedy. It's right on the edge though. Do you see the edge here, especially with Malvolio like ugh. The problem is, I think I already said this, who's laughing in the theater at this scene? And there are people who do. They think he's getting everything he deserves. I'm like, yeah, bring it, right? So, uh, Miss Trot, you had your hand up? Of course, of course, yeah. Other thoughts? What do we do with uh, the Maria marrying Toby? Let's just go Renaissance. Somebody maybe who hasn't shared yet, you don't have to, but anybody want to offer up? We can see her marrying Toby. Why might 400 years ago a woman in Maria's position marry Toby? Yeah, go for it.
right? I mean, you can see why we have women's lib. You know, it's like, that's her option. Someone said in the first period, she's serving Olivia. So this gets her out of servitude. Uh, does it? <laughs> like it's real. But technically it does. Technically she's not a servant anymore, but she's going to be serving who the rest of her life? Drunk Toby. But it, it, is, is it better? Is marrying Toby better than being a servant in Olivia's house? And that's what she's having to weigh out. Does that make sense? So if you go with that route, what do you got? Has anybody else given her any options of marriage or love or proposals? She's not getting any younger. Okay, I'll take Toby. You know, like, part of it, like, some, some of you might be willing to go here. You don't have to, but you'll see it if you haven't seen it yet. You will see it. You'll see particularly Christians who, I haven't had sex. I haven't had sex. I'm waiting till I get married. I'm waiting till I get married. No sex. I'm waiting. And then you're like, wait a second, I haven't had sex. You know, like, uh, I'm, I'm not getting married anytime soon. I want to lower my standards because I don't want to miss out on that. That sounds trite, but does it happen? Maybe not just for that reason, but it's like nobody else is asking me. I might not have anybody ask me. Uh, well, you kind of like me. Let's go. Right? Could there be some of that going on here? It's like her option. But see, that's, the, that's what Shakespeare puts on stage as well. Is it better to not get married and be single and alone or marry drunk Toby? <laughs> uh, no sex for the rest of your life or sex with Toby? Uh, that sounds harsh, but isn't that part of the question? Does that make sense? Like, it's part of the question. At this school, at this school, with people who go with abstinence, generally speaking, not always, but go with, they're trying to have abstinence. That might like, that's what's in the back of the play with Andrew. Not get married or marry the rich guy. I have to have sex with him. Or maybe I get to have sex with somebody and he's rich. I mean, that's classic for the suburbs. Hey, I get a house in the suburbs. I don't have to work. Get to have some sex. Does that happen? Come on. <laughs> Glad you're not even thinking about that. I'm sorry I put it in your head, but don't worry. You'll bump into it. You had a thought. Oh, I was just going to say, like, she only has so many options for, like, what she can do with her life. Yeah. Like, she can be a servant, she can be a nun, or she can get married, and that's it. And, like, even, like, they portray her as older here, and back then, like, if you aren't married, then you aren't, like, much used to society because you aren't making children. So, yeah. like, it's just kind of, she doesn't have many options. Yeah, it's sad, right? In those respects, can you see us in 2020 looking back on Renaissance England and we're like, oh, oh, Maria, ooh, but okay. Okay, so now 2020. <laughs> We've come, we're not there yet, but if we come far, ladies, do you have more options besides the drunk dude? <laughs> yes? But so why, we don't have to completely go here, but we at least should pose the question. 
Why do some Wheaton Academy Shakespeare students who sit through this lesson still end up doing this? I've watched it. Anybody want to take a stab at that? Let me, I'll, I'll offer you maybe a thought. There's lots of reasons, right? And we've already listed some. People don't think they have their options, right? They don't know what they do. But is there a chance that Maria might believe what Toby's saying about her? Yeah, like she is a good dog. And she is a good wench. And like he's saying these things about her. And so she thinks, oh, I'm going to trust him. And he's the one who's saying these things. And so she's getting some of her identity fix in him. And so maybe she thinks she's not worthy of anybody else. Maybe she thinks she is kind of like a dog and she is a servant. Can you see some of that? That can carry into 2020, where people don't think they're worthy of another person. So they're going to have to settle for whatever they can get. Does that still happen? Yeah. At what? It can happen. Yeah. And that's guy or girl. That's not a gender thing. Yeah. Another thought? Of course. I love that. Better there than here. All right, so what about <laughs> Olivia and Sebastian? What do we do with them? Just for a few minutes, let's chat about that. What do we do with that scenario? Can that happen in Vegas? Yeah, yeah so it's still, it actually still happens. Like, as crazy as it looks, it still happens. We make movies about it. It's 2020. You can go to Vegas and marry someone you don't know. Like, that stuff happens. Other thoughts, though, on their situation? Yeah. Yeah, what do you got? Yeah. Yeah, he's just going. Better, or they're not really having much of a relationship, right? But could they figure? Could they navigate it at that point potentially? Yeah. Hopefully, who knows? I mean, who knows? But it's a pretty big lie. But he seems like a nice guy, you know. Like, yeah. did you hear how I set it up, right? Shipwreck, he's got, I mean, if you go to the context, shipwreck, he's got nothing, he's in a new town, gorgeous, rich woman invites him in. Can you kind of see it there? Like, yeah, ladies, if we flipped it around, ladies, right? You're shipwreck, you've lost everything, you're a woman in this town, and the rich, good looking guy's like, hey, you, let's go. And you're like, actually, sure, okay, why not? Like, it's some, right? Better than being on the street. So there's something there with it, but the lie is a big deal. What do we do with Olivia here? I think you guys already brought it up, right? She's really desperate. Look what her desperation is causing her to do. The blindness, right? So. Cool. Other thoughts or comments? Let's just plant a seed for Tuesday then. We don't have to, I'm not gonna force a discussion. But, but, what do we do with Malvolio here? 
he does I don't ever want to even ask if he deserves it. Does anyone deserve something like this? No one ever deserves to be treated like that. No, period. If you're saying they deserve it, well, process that because you wouldn't want, if you were screwed up, you, you were ego driven, you wouldn't want that to happen to you. So no one deserves it. But did he kind of have it coming? Could he have, how about this? Could he have avoided this? Yeah. So how could Malvolio have avoided ending up in this dark prison? What's he asking for? Pen, paper, light, and ink, because he wants to write who a note. Could, he's doing that now. Could he have done that earlier? Yeah, go ahead. Right, he's, he's a, the type of Christian that he is, is he's an arrogant, self-righteous, ego-driven jerk. Well, does he have to be that way? <laughs> no. But then that begs the next question, do drunken fools and bullies sometimes bully people who are nice and kind, loving people? Not always, but yeah. Are they doing this to Orsino? No. Why? Did anybody catch some of that? They're bullying the servant. Orsino has money and power. Do we see some of that? That's, that's an interesting take, right? All right, keep going. Well, we're not done yet, but that's act four. Hopefully you saw the twists, right? We got the twists, plenty of action. We've got the intrigue, because anybody kind of wondering what's going to happen? How's he going to land this, right? So we've got a couple of options for you for the rest of the class today. Um, you can, you got about a half an hour before lunch, okay? And I don't mind if we duck out a few minutes early, but a half hour. If you haven't done your Act 4 homework, what can you do right now? We just spent an hour talking about Act 4. Do your homework. So you can do your homework right now. Um, if you'd like to read some of Act 5, you can start doing that because that's your homework for Tuesday. Does that make sense? Um, the reading, like I said, is just to read and annotate. You don't have to post anything on Act 5. I've already posted, I don't know if you can see it or not, the handout on all the quotes. So if you finish Act 5, you can do that. I know some of you might want to save Act 5 and watch it first. And I'm totally fine with that too. Okay, so this is, it's homecoming week. It's a busy week. Kind of exhausted and tired, so I get it. So I'm just going to, rather than force a discussion and keep going, we'll call it a day. And then you can get some work done, some quiet reading time. I'm here if you have any questions. Sound good? Any questions? Yes. Do whatever you got to do. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Excellent job today. You guys are fantastic. And uh, have a great weekend. I'll let you go a little early just for lunch, okay? Um, 
But well done. I have uh, really appreciated your questions and your comments. Go team.